0: So we are in a series about, about prayer, yeah. the end of the last announcement about prayer. We do encourage you to come.
1: And we have seen an increase of people coming to prayer, and so, but we want to fill the seats up with yeah. people.
0: Because there is power, you know, there is truly power in believing prayer. And I do say believing prayer, because yes. prayer isn't just... You know, throwing some thoughts up to God. We are praying in faith. You know, we're praying, believing that He's hearing and He's answering. So, just um, we're going to begin today with just open your Bible to James five sixteen if you have your Bible with you, or if you have some electronic device with you. James five sixteen. Great scripture. Well, I'm just going to pray before we begin, since this is about prayer. And we do need the help of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Did you come? Expecting to hear God
1: speak yes. to your heart
0: this morning. Wasn't worship awesome? Yes. We could just gone on song after song.
1: We'll have one of the... those nights. Worship night. Anybody going to come to that? With the... yeah. Yeah, yeah, everybody <laughs> going to come to that.
0: <laughs> so let's just, let's just pray before we begin. Father, we do come in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for your word. Mm. And we thank you for the help of the Holy Spirit who lives on the inside of us. We acknowledge you, Holy Spirit. The Word of God says that if we acknowledge you, God, in all of our ways, you'll direct our path. And so we acknowledge you right now to be our leader and our guide. Guide us into truth about prayer. Show us things that we didn't understand about prayer. Give our hearts, Lord God, I pray, a deeper hunger to fellowship with you just simply through your Word. In prayer. And we just give you all the thanks and glory for it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so you're in James chapter five. Yep. All right. It says, of course, there's different translations depending on the Bible you're using. This is the amplified translation. It just says the earnest prayer of a righteous man, but it's of course a righteous person, man or woman, right? Makes tremendous power available. The earnest prayer of a righteous person makes tremendous power af- available. Some translations say it's, it's effective yes. and powerful. Think about that. And don't get stumbled over a righteous person. Well, you know, that counts me out idea.
1: Come on, preach If you're a child
0: now. of God, you've been made righteous by the blood of Jesus. Right. So you qualify for this scripture. The prayer of a righteous person is effective and it's powerful. Yes. I want you to just think about that. Your prayers have the potential to make tremendous power available in your life, to change your own life, to change the lives of people in your family, your loved ones, change situations, bring answers to your life. Yes. That's what this scripture is telling us. Prayer is meant to be effective. And change the course of things. If we don't pray, nothing's going to change.
1: Come on. It'll get worse. You know,
0: sometimes in the recovery program, they say that's the definition of insanity, just doing the same thing over and over again and expecting something to change. No, we have to do something different. Yes. We have to pray. This is what God is telling us. He's telling us that the earnest prayer, and that simply just means somebody who's sincere about it, not just doing this as some kind of religious thing, but an earnest prayer. Of a righteous, a believing prayer will make tremendous power available. It will change the course of things in your life Mm -hmm. if you will pray. And so every believer can learn to pray. Every believer should learn to pray. Come on. And have an effective, and want an effective prayer life. Yes. There are a million other things we could be doing with our lives, you know, but if we take this for what God is saying, and we want change in our life, and we need to yep. learn to pray. And prayer is often, <clears throat> excuse me, prayer is often defined as just some kind of simple conversation with God. And it is, it's just simply conversing with God, talking to God from your heart. But we're gonna focus on a kind of prayer that we call scriptural prayer. That's right. It's the Bible, really is the basis for scriptural prayer, okay? And focusing on the Bible with scriptural prayer, it's a conversation with God, but it's a conversation based on God's Word, on what He said. So the so the Bible or praying scripture is the key yes. to having a powerful and a successful and a, an a, and effective prayer life. The Bible, we have to... Bring God's word to him, because in his word, we find his will. Come on. So in other words, when you're praying God's word, you're praying his will back to him. And we're going to get into a little bit of this today, because the Lord's prayer, Jesus taught the disciples to pray, thy kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I don't know about you, but I don't want my will for my life.
1: (laughs) no.
0: We tried to make a go of it going (laughs) with our will. And you could really make a mess of your life trying to figure it out yourself. (laughs) So it's important. We want God's will for our lives, don't you? Yes. I don't want want my own will. I want God's will for my life. I want God's will for my marriage. I want God's will for my children, my grandchildren, my family, my friends, my church, the world. How are we going to know it? We can't just even, we could say, this is what we're going to get into as we learn about the Lord's Prayer. Your will be done, but there are specific things that God has given us in His Word, promises, that how we bring God's will to pass in all of those areas. Mm -hmm. And so if we want to know God's will for our lives, for our family, for our marriage, we must become acquainted with His Word and what it says. Look at this scripture. This is up on our PowerPoint, but you could turn with, to it in your Bible. It's good to know where these places are in your own Bible. And mark them. Because during the <laughs> week when you get your Bible out and you read your Bible and you look at it every day.
1: Come on. That's a hint.
0: <laughs> you want to go, what was that scripture they said on Sunday? I wonder where that was, in the back or the front? Or You have to start somewhere. I remember when we fir- oh, Steve man. gave me my first Bible. I was like, oh, How how will I ever get to know what's in here? Well, it's just like anything else. You just repetition. You open it up. You look around. You go to the table of contents. But anyways, this scripture is Isaiah 55. For my thoughts are not your thoughts.
1: Start at verse 8.
0: Verse 8, yeah. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways Mm. higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Mm -hmm. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there but water the earth and make it bring forth in bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. There we are. It shall not return to me void, but it shall what? Accomplish. Accomplish. what I please yes. and it shall what prosper. prosper in the thing for which I sent it.
1: Glory to God.
0: What an awesome promise and revelation to us about God's word and the power in God's word. Mm-hmm. They're like seeds that go into the ground of our heart that'll slowly, but surely if we hold on to them, right. accomplish right. what he pleases and prosper in the thing for what it is that seed is about if it's about our marriage, if it's about our personal life, it's about our children, it's about his will. Yes. So the Bible is filled with God's promises, and when we pray according to the word of God, we know we're praying according to his will. That should give us confidence. We're not wondering, I don't know, God, if you really want this for my life. Well, when you start to find things in the word of God about health and healing, about wholeness, about forgiveness, about freedom from fears. Well, you could know this is God's will. He wants you to live this way. Yes. And if you and I will pray according to his will, we will be praying effective prayers, and it will prosper in the thing for which it was sent. That should motivate us. It motivated me. I remember the first time I laid eyes on these words and thought, wow, wow. It'll accomplish what that, this word says. So if I pray from the Bible things about for my children's lives, let's say, that they would know the Lord, that they would grow in spiritual things, that they would you know, walk in peace, that these things, would, they'll prosper in the yes. thing for which you sent it. If you have faith and believe and hold on, and hold on, These things will come to pass in our life. That's so true. So we have to pray scripturally if we want our prayers to be effective. And and, And we have to pray in faith.
1: And we could say to this day that those prayers that we prayed over our children have come to pass. Because he said he's going to send it and it'll prosper into that thing in which you sent it. It's going, to, it's going to prosper. So you find promises in the Bible about your life. What God is saying about your life. As a believer. And put it into effect. And today we're going to learn from the the greatest teacher. And I'm not talking about us. I'm, t- <laughs> I'm talking about the one who has risen from the dead. He's He had the greatest prayer life also. Uh, how many times that. Uh, You know, he would set time away from the crowds, but yet he would still pray for the crowds. He'd pray with the crowds, and then he would get alone to pray by himself. He would pray with his disciples, but yet he would step aside and pray alone by himself. Do you remember in the Bible it talked about, well, nobody could find Jesus? And so they were looking all over the place, and finally they found him. And then they, he, it says that long before daylight, he went out to pray by himself. And so if he's praying that much, he, he's the son of God, and he's praying that much. Yeah. How much more do we need to pray? Yeah. I'm serious. If, if you have a weak and neglected prayer life, I'm asking you to come at one of the times that we have prayer prayer you will learn how to pray. It will find, uh, because you're born of his spirit, eventually what will happen, prayer will become natural to you because that's who you really are. Yeah. And when the disciples asked Jesus teach us how to pray, well, he gave them uh, the what we call the Lord's Prayer, and it's actually a pattern of prayer. It's, it's a model there are themes in it that God wants us to pray out. It's a template about how we can bring prayer in other areas for ourselves and it's important, you know. So let's take a look at this. But you know a lot of times when we mention the Lord's prayer, a lot of you know everybody has lots of different thoughts about it. I grew up in a denomination and to me, you know, the Lord's prayer it was dry. You know <laughs> I'm not telling them myself, don't look so holy at me. <laughs> <laughs> you know it was you too. Give me a break. You know, it, and I'm, again, it's denominations all over the world are praying this prayer. Probably every Sunday they're praying it and praying it and praying it. Kids memorize it as a young age and they're praying it and praying it and praying it. And the more we become familiar with it, what happens is that it seems to fade in the power that it really past, the significance of it gets lost, and now we just pray in something that just because there's words in it, you know, the memorization, the repetition—that's what happens. But you know, you kind of, as you grow up, you think, "Jeez, oh, why did the Lord give them such an ineffective prayer? The Lord's prayer, we know, you know, Our Father, art in heaven, hallowed be name." No. He wasn't really saying, here's 72 words to pray. He's saying, here's a model of prayer that you want to include in your praying. But when we look at it, take time to look at those words and meditate on those words, you're going to realize the glory of it. You really will. We don't want you to have the meaning of it be lost, We want to awaken to the truth that is in that. We want to know for sure. But then we want to live those words out too. Remember Isaiah 55? So you can personalize these prayers. Jesus said all his promises are yes and amen. What we need to do is not just be so familiar with prayer, especially the Lord's prayer. That it loses its meaning when you're praying. You have to look at those words, let them come alive to you.
0: Yeah. I think I shared that last week about just having been Catholic. You, you prayed that prayer a lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and it could just, the rep, in the repetition of it. I do remember when I began to read in the Gospels, like the first time just starting to read through the Gospels and seeing how Jesus said, I'm going to teach you how to pray and, re- and sing the Lord's Prayer in there. And yeah, I, to be honest, it was like, this doesn't seem very, this is what you taught them to pray? Because I'd heard it over and over and over again, said it over and over and over and over and over again, that it did, in that memorization and the repetition of it, Mm-hmm. I thought, this doesn't seem like... I don't know. I, Lord, you're going to have to show me where the power is in this prayer. Yeah. So I, so we, we want to take a look at the Lord's Prayer, and we're going to break it apart line by line yeah, as, Matthew, we go, as we go through...
1: Matthew 6, that's where it is. It's, it's pretty much, I would say, the, one of the most familiar passages of the Bible. yet. But because it is, people don't really search for the deeper meaning that is there. Because... If you were in the, the confessional, now I'm busting Catholics. If you're in the confessional, Pastor Mamie was telling me that what you had to do was Hail Marys and Our Fathers. And I, you know, as a young kid, you're going to blow that out as fast as you can. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> but I want to take a look at this today, really because this is really powerful, it really is. So let's read through Matthew chapter six. It's actually part of the, the Beatitudes. It's not a broken off of the Beatitudes, but this is it. it this, and I think this is uh, the new uh, King James version. I'm going to read here. Matthew six verse nine. In this matter, manner, in this manner, therefore pray. It begins like this. It's like our Father, our, our Father, who art in heaven. You know, people can say that prayer just like they can sing a song or repeat something else. But the truth is, it's our Father. If you're going to pray this in reality, that means that you're born again, that you have fellowship with him. You can just say our father, but we as believers is going to say our father, our father, our father who art in heaven. The world wants you to believe that, you know, they teach about the brotherhood of, of man, brotherhood of man, the fatherhood of God. The truth is not everybody has him as their father. Not everybody is in the family of God. Do you hear that? Not everybody's in the family of God. Not everybody can say, our Father. Our Father. Our Father. But the Word will let you believe, oh, we're all one family. Now listen, every man is created in the image and likeness of God. Okay? But God is calling us to take a step further. You know, it might be, people will say, oh, that's so, so exclusive. Your religion is so exclusive. And I'll say, yes, it is. But everybody's invited. Everybody is invited. Not one. Everybody's invited. But you have to get to the Father His way. Yeah. You can't just make up your own way and think. No, God says, I have laid down my son's life for the forgiveness of, my, of everybody's sins. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one goes to the Father except through Him. Yeah. The Bible declares if you don't have Jesus, you don't have the, the Father. So we go to God, His way. And that's repent. Jesus said what in Mark chapter 1? Repent and believe the good news. Yeah. Repent and believe the good news. You believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. He says that, and that's how you start to get saved. That's how you start. Then there's a walk, amen? amen. That walk of sanctification. It's important. We can't just say a prayer and think that's it. You know, plenty of people, like, especially in, in the youth, they go to a, uh, a youth conference or something, and the presence of God is so strong, and yes, I believe, but then they drift away. Our Father, he's, it's exclusive, but everybody's invited.
0: Right.
1: You must go to the Father His way.
0: And this is important to understand, Especially in the day and time that we live in. Yes. I mean, Come during Jesus' earthly ministry, he once told a group of Pharisees, these Pharisees were really well taught mm-hmm. religiously. I mean they really knew old testament scripture. Yes. Sometimes you could know a lot about something but not really know the author, and that was their problem. <laughs> <laughs> because look this up in your Bible or I think we have it up on PowerPoint too, but John eight forty four. It says, Jesus said to them, you are of your father, the devil. John 8, 44.
1: Two families on the earth.
0: Yeah. You are of your father, the devil.
1: Straight up.
0: So now, what? He's teaching his disciples to pray, our father. Right. And he's telling the religiously taught people, you're of your father, the devil. I mean, the Pharisees were good people Uh as far as works were concerned. I mean, they did a lot of outwardly good things. The the people and society really respected them for all of their knowledge. They looked to them for even religious knowledge. Uh, But such a bold statement by Jesus. Wouldn't you say that? (laughs) Jesus, you want to go tame it down, you're going to cause a riot. And he did, really. (laughs) They didn't recognize Jesus because they just refused to humble themselves and go. be taught and come Jesus' way. It's like we have our own father. Abraham is our father. We, you know, we know who we are. We know the way. So when Jesus is saying, no, I'm the way, <laughs> the truth, and the life, and you're not going to the Father except you're coming my way, mm-hmm. you know, I think I'm sure if the term were around, it'd be like now. Like that's us that's being accused of spiritual racism. You are a spiritual racist. Is that a new, that's going to be a new term coming out, right? Is it coming out? I don't know, but it's like, it fits. It's like, yes, we are going to be spiritual racists right. now. Amongst Come everything on. else that people are just pushed and you know, marginalized into some corner. I mean, in today's world, I think to myself, Jesus, if saying something like that, be, you're canceled, you are a bigot, you're a it. hater, yeah. mm-hmm. you need to be reprogrammed, Jesus, to understand. <laughs> you know, sent to some re education camp, you need to learn what equality is here. Ooh. Quit making statements like, you know, you are the only way. It bothered them back then, it bothers people now. Yes,
1: amen. You, know, you need
0: to be more accepting and, and, and like you're saying, inclusive. <sighs> yeah. Where's your love,
1: <laughs> Jesus. That's going to come on you.
0: And he, But he did invite the world. He did. He died on a cross with his arms spread wide, dying for the sins of not just a few, but everybody, even the haters, even the people who mocked and spit on him. That's he true. died. He paid the penalty for their sin. Yes. So he's inviting everybody to come. Yeah. But it does take the bowing of the heart. Come on. to do that you have to bow your knee in recognition that I do need forgiveness for my sin. It's a free gift but you do come with a bowed a heart that's bowed low. That's right. That's right. And so we come repenting and acknowledging our sin, you know, and our need for forgiveness. Yeah. And the true. Pharisees were just so prideful and self-righteous, mm. you know, this enraged them. They were just like filled with rage when they heard uh, Jesus saying, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I mean, they, the one the gospel of John, after he gave this sermon, if you read chapter 4 of Luke, <laughs> or, or Luke, I said John, the gospel of Luke. They like tried to run him out of town and throw him off a cliff. They but, were so enraged at him. <laughs> But you know, the, even death cannot. I mean, they eventually did crucify him. But we know that even death could not hold him. We just were singing about that. He silenced yes. sin in the grave.
1: Hallelujah!
0: Because you cannot silence God's word. It is an eternal word. It is shouting through the heavens, and it will through all eternity. Come on, the that's truth right. Of God's word. Come on, it will stand. Hallelujah! And in, but in his death was a necessary part. That was that necessary seed that had to go into the ground and die before that resurrection power would come. Yes. And I just see so much, you know, as we were going through these notes. It's really good. And just looking at this this morning, I I felt like the Holy Spirit was saying, this is why you, you know, and we, we need to die, learn to die to ourselves, in the coming days, like our fears. Of standing on this word. You need to blend in with the crowd. I want to be liked. I want to be accepted. I don't know if I should say that. It's going to, you know, offend somebody. This word is going to keep offending. Yes. And we are going to have to keep making a decision. Will I stand out there and say it? Because you're saying it with Christ if you'll do that. You're taking a stand with him in that boldness. Because he defeated the power of death. And it brought, when we die to ourself this way, it will bring life. It will bring a resurrection life, a greater boldness to come speak. On. In spite of people saying, I don't like that, I'm going to cancel you out. It's like, well, you can't cancel Jesus out. <laughs> you know, I'm going to stand with him. Even if the whole world's going this way, I'm going to take Amen. my stand with him. Amen. 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 So we have to die to our need like to protect our self-image. Like, what will people think of me? Risk the persecution that's going to come with it. Yes. Do people know you're a Christian? Come on. I say this, so, you know, if if no one knows that you're a believer, there's something wrong. Amen. We need to will not be silenced. We need to be able to speak and tell people who we are yeah. and feel the courage and the strength and the confidence that Jesus is happy with that. Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: The Scripture Amen. declares that He is a rock of offense. A rock of offense. Jesus is a rock of offense. He's a stumbling block, but he's our savior. I I mean, and days like today, that the age we live in, we're going to have to be really close to him. We're going to have just like that Isaiah. We're going to have to know his thoughts. These are his thoughts, folks. You want to know him because eternal life is to know him. And the one whom he sent, Jesus Christ. Yeah. To know him. Not just know, like Pastor Mamie said. I I know what he said, but do you know him? Do you know the author? Yeah. Because he'll change your life. Amen? Right. That's why we need to stay close to him these times. We need to know his words. Because we are in an age where persecution is coming to us, folks. We're going to be faced. I mean, we will be faced with a decision. Going to, it's going to be flat out. It's like everything's shining on you. They're going to, you're going to have to make a decision in front of people. You will have to. And Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you in front of the Father. Right. I don't want that to happen to me. You know, this goes back to what's happening now. You know, they're... they're the world, okay, the world system is now giving new definitions to words. You be, are you, if, if you are anywhere watching that, you see what they've done. The Equality Act is not equal at all. Not one bit. It's a push to go one way. And this is, this is their unity, the idea of unity for them. Is that you believe like I believe you do what I tell you to do, you think like I think, and that's unity to them
0: yeah, yeah, We're in a dangerous world.
1: time folks yeah.
0: I just uh, heard something the other day a, a testimony it was on the news. maybe you heard it too it was an African American mom lives in Nevada she I think her son was ten years old, came home from school really disturbed. Saying, I, you know, this is what they made me do in class, and her son was going to some. It was, a, yeah, I don't, I can't remember the the the, the name of the school, but anyway, it was a public school.
1: Public school.
0: And said, you know, they're making me. They want me to stand up and declare and make a confession of my white dominance. And
1: this is a biracial kid.
0: Yeah, the child, I guess, you know, is biracial also. But I, I suppose his skin color wasn't dark enough, so they assumed that he was white. But he was, it was like, you have to stand up, and it was all part of the, this, the whole critical race theory. And,
1: Which is being taught in primary school.
0: And this, this son was like, she said, my son is a quiet boy, he's a good boy, he's not dominating anything. He doesn't even understand this stuff. He's the only thing he dominates is when he wants ice cream from the freezer. Then he <laughs> dominates. <laughs> she kind of, we chuckled. It was like, she said, but they, she went to the school board and complained and voiced her concern. And they said, we're not changing the curriculum. This is the way the class will be run. This is what the assignment is. If your son won't get up and make these confessions about, you know, his, about being his white dominance and I suppose that relates to whatever it was, the heritage is this this whole reparations thing, that he won't pass the class. He'll just flunk flunk the class.
1: He won't pass the class. He
0: won't pass the class, yeah. So she hired a lawyer who's standing up for his First Amendment rights for free speech, saying that you cannot compel speech. You cannot force somebody to say something that they're saying is not even true about myself. Come on. You're forcing me to say that it's true. You're forcing me to deny my conscience. So there are First Amendment rights with that, but this is where it's going. Yes. Sometimes I just listen to these things and think, "What?" I mean, every day I just go, "What?" Mm -hmm. Where is this going? Then we mentioned this last week about the current of the world coming against us. If it's if it's pushing against us at one mile an hour and we're going up against one mile, what's it going to be like when it's when that current feels like it's five miles an hour? It's it's harder. And in our decisions to stand with the Lord and to right. stand up for what we believe, you'll have to make it known. You'll have to decide yourself, oh, how far am I going to go with this?
1: To the end. That's
0: right.
1: yeah. You know, this, it's, this current, this world current, it's, it's a global consciousness being laid out through the media to a place. Remember what Jesus said? The whole world will hate you because of my name. You think what's happening in China, Iran. You find out what's happening in Iran about husbands and wives that are born again. They look at each other in the morning and say, if this is the day, I might not come back. And she goes out and he goes out to tell about Jesus.
0: Making the declaration, this is what, we, this, is what this book says, the lay down your life. For the sake of the gospel. Now that's taking that word pretty seriously.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's really where they are. That's really where they are. And we have it very cushy. You know that scripture says the first will be last and the last will be first. Unless we get that same kind of heartbeat as those people walking out the door knowing that they might not come back. Until we get that into our heart, we'll be last. We want to join them in being first, amen? Amen. And listen, this, this racial stuff. What we are supposed to do is gather together of people with like faith. Didn't say with like skin color. It says with like faith. With like faith. We need to get that through our head. It's pretty easy for me the way I grew up. I'm not kidding. But yet, there's a prejudice that people have. They do have it. It's on both sides, folks. It's all the way around. So here's the key. What did Jesus say? Galatians 6.15. I better find it. Okay. I love to hear those pages turn. It's not people of like ethnicity. Uh, I, I'm black, so I have to go to a black church. Oh, I'm Korean. I have to go to a Korean church. I'm, I'm, I'm this. I have to go to this church. Everybody's welcome here. Because we're, we're, our goal... What we are going to do is make a disciple. And I want us to be able to be bold in our faith. When we're confronted with a decision we have to make, I want every single person in here to make a decision for Christ. What does he say? This is where I stand. Hey, the Bible declares they overcame them by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, and they didn't love their life even to death. Because we know that we're living forever. (laughs) In glory. (laughs) Look what it says here. (laughs) in with new bodies. (laughs) Uh, The older I get, I can't wait. (laughs) Oh, glory to God. Look what it says there. Galatians 6.15. Neither circumcision or uncircumcision is anything but a new creation. This is people of like faith it's because now we can we can say our father because it's a new creation that we are our father I'm losing notes (laughs) this is is my war bible if anybody got me a question I got these coming up Galatians See, there's no distinction, yeah. and I love the, 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 that song. Everything's level at the foot of the cross. Mm-hmm. Nobody has a better place on the vine than you, and everybody, every single one of us can say it. Every single one yeah. of us.
0: Yeah. yeah. So and, let's go back even to the beginning of the prayer uh, that Jesus is teaching. You know, his disciples to pray in this manner. This is he says, our Father, verse 9 of that prayer, our Father who is in heaven, oh, our Father. Yeah.
1: Here's, here's what that word means if you look it up, our Father. It means uh, patra. That's how they say it. One in intimate connection and relationship. And the Father himself is bringing into being the potential for likeness. And when Jesus said that, it seems normal to us, doesn't it? Seems normal. That seems normal. But to address that in Jesus' day and age, it was like shocking. People were floored that you could call God Himself your Father. It was unheard of. It was really unheard of. That's good. And the,
0: where do you want to go? How far can we go? I mean, they were familiar with an Old Testament God that was kind of distant Mm -hmm. and powerful and majestic. I mean, whenever Moses talked to uh, God on that mountain, you know, there was smoke and fire and lightning and the sound of trumpets blasting. And the people were like, you talk to him, Moses, we're afraid of him. (laughs) Because God said, if anybody touches the mountain, you'll die. Yeah oh my God. And then that, when the presence of the Holy uh, of God rather moved into the Holy of Holies, nobody dare stepped into the Holy of Holies. It was only exclusively for the High priest. He only went in there once a year. Mm-hmm. and he went in there after making a blood sacrifice for himself. And, you know, on the hem of his robe, they tied bells and, you know, different decorative things, but bells were on his robe. And there's a tradition that says that they even put a rope around his ankle so that when he walked in the Holy of Holies, and if he walked in there uh, in an unworthy way, whatever God might judge unworthy, and he he would just die in the presence of God. Well, nobody could go into the Holy of Holies to get him, so that rope was meant to be able to pull him out. But this was the kind of supreme, majestic, yeah. holy, almost like distant God that they were used to serving, yeah. talking to. And today, like you said, we take it for granted when we just say, well, our Father, yeah. who art in heaven, to them it was like, Father? <laughs> You're calling him Father, a term that they would use, Abba, Abba. Father, yeah.
1: You know, there's, there's another one. I like the Old Testament. I love reading the Old Testament. It's for our, they are an example to us. The New Testament says they are an example to us so that we need to learn from their mistakes. Amen? And we can see the glory of God. We can, what we need to do, and what we've been praying for years is the fear of God will come upon you and us, the whole church, and then the city, and then the whole nation. The fear of God because the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom the fear of God will keep us on the narrow path amen but i like this one it was in second samuel verse 6 and the the philistines had still took in the ark of the covenant that's where the presence of God was that's where Aaron's rod that was budded and that's where Moses 10 commandments was they kept it in a in a, a chest and so david went and and recovered it and so when they were recovering it, he was going to take it to Jerusalem. And when he brought everybody to come to get it, there was all the, the singers, the band was there. They were all playing. They were all celebrating. And then they put it on this cart with, the donkey, with cows pulling it there. And there's a guy named Uzzah who was a great teacher to the entire nation. Well, they got a rut and it looked like that cart was going to overflow, and he held the Ark of the Covenant up so it wouldn't tip over. He died instantly. (laughs) So, what does that teach us? What is Uzzah actually teaching us? I mean, it was a dramatic lesson, wasn't it? For the whole nation, the Bible declares the whole nation was there. They were singing and praising and worshiping him. But yet this happened. The, the lesson is God wants us to celebrate and worship him for sure. Give him glory with all our heart. No question about it. But the celebration isn't the only thing. Because he wants us to be obedient. It's the celebration with obedience that brings
0: Just, us yeah, life. Understanding why we should approach God. With a sense of reverence in our heart. Always. That he's holy. And the only reason we can come. To his throne of grace. Is because of his blood. We have nothing to offer. As no. far as our own righteousness come goes. On. All of our works of righteousness. If you will. Outside of Christ. Are like filthy rags. It's like there's, there's nothing. Nothing. And so the stories about God's holiness and the reverence for him, and almost like the terrifying fear of him, Uh we pray some of that to come back into the church.
1: Amen. Not that we'd be
0: afraid of God to come near him, but that we would understand and get back to some holy reverence of him, like to bow down in our heart and know that, oh God, you know, you are holy and majestic, and it's only by your blood you've invited me in, and thank you for doing that. Yes. Just a thankful heart. That has faith. So we, we have to remember that we're approaching a, a powerful king. And I think the disciples would get that. It's like you, they were used to thinking God is a powerful, majestic, yes. awesome, and mighty king. And then Jesus is saying, Pray to him, pray like this Our Father. Now this is another side of God. He didn't lose, the, he didn't lose his majesty <laughs> and his, his, the terrorizing fear and awe of him. Come on, that's the right. other side of him, of him is he's a tender father who loves his children. Hallelujah! And so he's teaching them to pray, our Father who is in heaven. And so when we approach this, we put this all together, these are the things that when, I mean, even in one verse, you think, how could you get that out of one verse? <laughs> our Father. Uh-huh. But we need to look at, we need to revisit the Lord's prayer so that we don't see it it's just something that's memorized and yes. has lost its power. But we look at the theme. What, what Jesus, what were you trying to tell your disciples? So that when we begin to read through that, we remember that when we approach you, we approach you as a, as a king. You are his yes. father. And you are our king. You are our Lord. And we just stand in awe of you. Amen. So let's, let's we're going to close here. We'll... Um, you know, and the other part of this, we're going to get into more of this next week, is that it says, Our Father. Yes. He didn't, Jesus didn't say, Pray like this. My Father. It's interesting that he said, Our Father. Because the reality is, he wants his church, he wants his people, he wants his children to all be unified and praying together. Oh, Our God. Father. This is the glory and the power, even, of, of the church. The people of God coming together and praying together, our Father. Yes. There's something very powerful about that.
1: Our Father.
0: And we're coming to a Father God with a tender heart. We come to you, Father, in, in, with love in our heart and with humility in our heart, Lord. Yes. We recognize that you are an awesome God. You reign over all the earth. You are our creator
1: uh, yes. of
0: heaven and earth and everything that we see. We worship you, Lord. And we thank you for the blood of Jesus that you would send your son to die on a cross to pay the penalty for our sin, to welcome. You, you wish all to be saved yes. and come into the knowledge of the truth. We worship you, Jesus. We thank you for who you are. We thank you that you gave us life. We thank you that you called us to be a part of your body, that we could pray together. Lord, I, I ask you to move upon every one of our hearts. Help us to understand what it is you're teaching us today through this message. Yes. We want our prayers to be effective. We want to pray your will. We want to learn to pray. To see, yes, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yes. We want your will in our life. We want your will in our families. We want your will in the church. We don't want our will. Forgive us, Lord, for being too lax about prayer. Yes. You tell us that it's effective and it's tr- that it yields tremendous power. But are we doing it? Do we really believe that? Forgive us, Lord, for being too lax about it. We make a commitment, Lord, in our heart to give you the time to pray, to look into your word, to read your word, to pray back your word to you. You are a glorious king. (laughs) Yes. You deserve all the glory, Lord. And so we just humble ourselves. We're partnering with you. What an awesome opportunity to partner with you to bring your will to pass for such a time as this and we thank you Jesus that you did make it you made a way for us to be saved
1: yeah. the gift of
0: salvation comes through a confession of our faith it's interesting they're making kids make these confessions but will we make a confession of our faith in you give them them When we just believe in our heart what you've done for us, that you died on a cross to forgive us of our sins. You say if we believe in our heart that truth and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, that we will be saved. And so if you're listening to this message, if you're in this room today or you're listening by, uh, by media and you don't know that you've done that, the gift of salvation is being offered to you today. But you do have to make a confession of faith. See, this is already the first stand. This is the first profession. I'm taking a stand with you, Jesus. I pray you go ahead and do it. If you feel the Holy Spirit is nudging you, raise your hand. Tell God, I'm giving you my life today. Be bold about it. Be sure about it because he's sure about what he did for you. I see that hand.
1: I see that hand. Glory to God. we thank
0: you, Jesus. We thank you for the power of your Spirit.
1: This is it. I just want you to follow me in the prayer. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Let's all pray this prayer. Yes. Father, Father I come, come to you in the name, name of Jesus. Jesus. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I ask
0: you to forgive me of my sins.
1: Wash me clean by your blood, Jesus. Wash me
0: clean by your blood.
1: I want to live for you. I want
0: to live for you.
1: The rest of my life.
0: The rest of my life.
1: I, confess you now
0: I confess you now
1: that you are Lord of my life.
0: You are Lord of my life.
1: I give you my life now, give you my life completely, now. completely. Without, reservation. without reservation. In Jesus' name,
0: In Jesus name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah.